Day 88. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. I know we say that all the time, but we really, 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 really mean it. <laughs> the Bible opens up when you start to see it that way. Yeah, it, it, it really does, bro. Like, I can speak for myself when... I realized that this whole thing was about God and what he was doing that I get to, by his grace, be a part of, mm. the whole text uh, opened up uh, for me. So, yeah, we really mean that. And today we're back in the Psalms, man. Psalm chapter 9 is this celebration. Mm. And the psalmist is celebrating God for his justice, right? Yeah. And it's a it's a psalm of thanksgiving, so he, he, he thanks the Lord for his justice. But what I love about this psalm is that he thanks and praises the Lord, not just in private, but in public. Mm. And you see in this psalm that praise can be a form of proclamation, bro. Mm. And it's just dope. Like, I think it's just dope that, um, you know, the Lord is shows his character in many ways, but one of those ways is executing justice uh, for those who are oppressed and his judgment against uh, the wicked. Yeah. 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 What I love about what you said, bro, like, praise being a form of proclamation is that uh it people's lives and actions are changed by eavesdropping on somebody else's praise that's good right bro. that there's an aspect where it's like application is strong yeah. telling somebody what they should do mm. implication sometimes is stronger mm. saying things that are true about god and letting that rest on folks and saying it in so many rich ways that by implication, people just sit back and say, yo, wait a minute. If that really is true, yeah. then I don't have cause of, uh, or then I don't have a reason to be concerned. I don't have reason to be worried. I should have confidence mm. that even if this officer in Grand Rapids mm. gets off, uh, God's going to make sure that justice is served, right? Mm -hmm. That it's like, and all of that comes not by somebody providing specific applications, but the implications just from eavesdropping on somebody else's praise. Yeah, and it's a reason, like he says in the psalm, he's like, I boast in Yahweh. Like, right. I boast in God. And I just wonder, man, like, we do so much, rightfully so sometimes, but yeah. it can be taken to extreme. Like, we big up other people. Right, right. We big right, them right. up, we brag about mm. this one, that one, but it's like, do we have that same posture Keep, when do it we comes keep to that same energy, energy right, right? When it right. comes to God. Yeah. And the Psalms, bro, don't just tell us that we need to do it. They show us. Like it's it's almost like by implication, right? right. We see them doing it. It's like, oh, like this is what we were made for to praise right. and the big up uh the Lord Himself. And so Psalm 9 and then Psalm 10 is very similar, right? And so we talked about before that, like not all of the Psalms, yeah, right, are connected. Yeah. But a lot of them are yep. as well. So Psalm 9 and 10. Uh, historically have been uh, read together and so he's talking about the wicked and he's still talking about god's justice and he talks about how the wicked bro they oppose god and what they do and it's ultimately mm. even if they don't uh, uh, uh explicitly acknowledge it it's ultimately because they believe that in the end they will get away with it right, right. and think about it bro like <laughs> some of the the things the wicked things that humanity has done is because they felt that there was no accountability right right and but what he says, he calls on God to rise up, rise right. up, Lord, lift your, lift up your hand. Do not forget the oppressed. Now, if you live in Atlanta, uh, those words "rise up" <laughs> may have a bad connotation because you associate those with the Atlanta Falcons. 
And God is not like the Lamb of God. Who seldom rise up to the <laughs> occasion. Who never rise up to the <laughs> occasion. Um, but this but this uh, uh, language he uses here, bro, is all throughout the Psalms. And God is seen as this divine warrior fighting for the oppressed. Right. He is not just one who acknowledges the state that there are people that are oppressed, but God actually steps in and intervenes for the oppressed. And the text wants us to know we need to have that same energy. Right, 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 right. That the Lord has for those on the margins, right. and those who are exploited in society. Yeah, yeah, bro. And I love how it, yeah, it just ends there at the end, right? Those last words. The Lord is king forever. The nations will perish uh, from his land, right? It talks about the control that God has. Mm. The Lord, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their hearts. Look, you will listen carefully it's not just that god is in control but it's he has his ear attuned carefully listening to every word of those that are oppressed Mm. and then lastly it says this doing justice to the fatherless and the oppressed Mm. so that mere humans from the earth may terrify them no more and so you see god not only has control but he's carefully listening to these people that are oppressed and God calms their heart with a promise. God is going to use his power and his control to do good, right? God doesn't use his power, his control, his complete rule just to ensure that his days go well and he doesn't run into roadblocks. God is going to use them for the benefit of those that are oppressed. Yeah. God has a heart for the oppressed right? and our care for the oppressed right. shows that we have a heart for God. Mm. And so uh, oh, I good. love that, man. And um, yeah, the text is just so clear about that. Psalm 11, much shorter, um, but it speaks about where the psalmist's refuge is, right? Who he runs to in times of trouble. It says a lot about us, mm. where we go when we believe we're in trouble. Right. And he says, how can you say to me, escape to the mountains like a bird, right? And he acknowledges like the bird, he is defenseless. He can't stand his own ground, right? And verse four though, he's like, yo, the Lord is in his holy temple, right? right? The Lord, his throne is in heaven. His eyes watch, his gaze examines everyone. The Lord examines the righteous, but he hates the wicked and those who love violence. And it's just, man, that like that's his consolation, right? That's his hope. That's his rest that God is on his throne and that he's going to do what's right. And it's interesting because um, oftentimes, like, we can't see God, like, well, not all the time. We can't see God on his throne. Right. But we can feel and see people persecuting and afflicting us. Right. But at the end of the day, like, there's this faith aspect that we yeah. have to have, bro. Mm. That even when we see things that uh, contradict our theology, right. uh, the trust in God and his sovereign rule is what should rule our hearts. Amen, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 12, Problem and Solution. Yo, the wicked are around me. And by the end of the day, he's like, no, God, but you are around me and around them as well. Mm -hmm. And so I love how it's like, bro, in times of fear, uh, our problems can seem so overwhelming and so complex. But I love how Psalm 12 is just pared down. And it takes this complex problem and the solution is very simple Mm. god people lie in wait uh to ambush me but i'm confident that you're gonna guard me yeah and that's all that i need right Mm. and so sometimes right the most complex problems and 
issues in our life really have uh, the simplest so- solution when we do find ourselves on the side of an all-powerful God. Yeah, I love it too because he talks about in 12 how the wicked have um, used their speech with an intent to deceive. Mm. And he contrasts the words of the wicked with the words of God. Right. And the words of God are pure, he says, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. In other words, the word of God is pure and perfect. Right. And God is not out to trick us or deceive right. us. Right. Like his words are trustworthy. Mm. And so when he says, no, 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 like I care for you, right. I care for the oppressed, I care for the persecuted, he means it. Yeah. They and, are as trustworthy as let there be light and light came amen. out. Amen. Amen. So for us today, bro, I think the the big application is yeah. to put our trust in the words and promises of God. Mm. Even when uh others people others others words uh seem to contradict this. Oh, yo, that's good. Let's pray. Yeah. Father, we pray that you would help us to trust you by whatever means uh you need to, Father. Help us to put our full trust in you and to enjoy the benefit and the peace that comes from that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.